0: you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have almost daily. As you know, it is not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. Hey, guess what, folks? I retired.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: This July 2021. I'm so sorry, Gene. I wish you could join me in the freedom, but you have a few more years for that pension.
1: I don't think you're that sorry.
0: I am. Can't you tell? We embarked on searching for a new place to move for our retirement. We made a trip to Winter Park, Florida in February of 2020, came home and said, "Mm, maybe not for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then came up with this brilliant idea of doing a podcast. To find out what others are doing, with so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. So why not connect with them and pick their brains? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. Oh man, I'm getting dizzy.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are.
0: (laughs) Thanks. I recently retired from my job practicing higher education law within a university. No more students, faculty, or staff. Whoa, this is going to be great. I love the college environment, but what do I honestly love even more? Hmm. Sleeping in, not setting an alarm, staying up all hours, binging crime. Drama and silly romantic comedies? Developing the podcast, volunteering. Okay, let me stop. More to come, people, more to come. Jane? I'm not Asian.
1: And as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. We've lived in Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location.
0: Mm, Don't know about that.
1: (laughs) We've been speaking to folks from all around the country and world who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know.
0: Today, we chat with John Poggioli of the historic city of Savannah, Georgia. Mary, John's wife, is unable to join us today as she has grand babysitting duty. The Poggiolis moved to Savannah from northern Virginia. It's no wonder Savannah is on Forbes 2021 list of best places to retire. Savannah is a well-preserved river city about 20 miles inland from the Atlantic Ocean. The winters are mild and the median home price is approximately $221,000. There is a big income tax exemption for retirement sources. That's great. Specifically for individuals 65 and over, up to 65000 of retirement income is exempt from state income tax. For those who are 62 to 64, retirement income up to 35000 is exempt from state income tax. By the way, Social Security is also exempt from state income tax. So that's all good. Savannah is one of the most historic cities in the South. It's the birthplace to Juliet Gordon-Lowe, creator of Girl Scouts of the USA. And in its Chippewa Park, the park bench which Forrest Gump sat, and we all know what he was doing on that bench, right, Gene? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But Gene is most excited because one of his favorite books takes place in Savannah, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Wow, I remember that, by John Berendt. Here's a little information about our guests.
1: John Pajoli grew up in the borough of the Bronx in the city of New York and moved to northern New Jersey in his last year of high school. He's a big fan of all New York sports teams, especially the Yankees, Giants, and Rangers. He has that right except for the Yankees. John is also very proud of his Italian heritage and has been to Italy three times. I'm only half Italian, so I'm only half proud. His professional career started when he took a job selling insurance. He wound up working for Allstate and moving to Northern Virginia. It was at that time that he met his wife, and they have been together since 1986. He has a stepdaughter and now three fantastic grandchildren who live about two and a half hours away. In 2007, the couple decided to retire and leave the cold and traffic behind and settled in Savannah. It has almost everything they need, plus no snow or traffic. That can't be. That
0: can't be. There's (laughs) tourists there. I know
1: it. His hobbies include golf, reading, and traveling. Mary grew up in Northern Virginia and started her professional career working for the federal government and retiring after 36 years. She says she's a fun grandma who really enjoys her grandkids. She has lots of hobbies and the Bajolis enjoy what the city has to offer. They take advantage of the music festivals, the book festivals, the film festival, and the second biggest St. Patty's Day celebration in the country. Second only to New York City, of course. <laughs>
0: So, hi, John. Welcome to our podcast. Please send our regards to Mary and Joe Marinelli at Savannah's Chamber of Commerce, who connected us. So, John, tell us, all three of us here are New Yorkers, so we will know exactly where you're coming from, I hope. Although Brooklyn's a little different from the Bronx, and sometimes we could be at odds. I think once you leave New York, you, you kind of like um, banty up together. So, John, tell us how you and Mary decided on Savannah.
2: Basically, we were going to start looking anywhere from Jacksonville. You know, we weren't too enthralled with, with Florida because I have a lot of family in Florida and I've been down there. And it's just an extension of New York. It's the sixth borough. <laughs> um, That's a good and, one. And you know, we were going to look Jacksonville and go north between Jacksonville and maybe um, North Carolina. My stepdaughter wound up marrying a guy from Augusta, Georgia, home of the Masters. And when we went to visit, we visited Savannah, went to a, a development there, and we pretty much said, that's it. We're not going to look anyplace else. It had everything we were looking for. Wow. And what
0: is that? Tell us what those factors
2: were. We wanted to be in a city or near a city. Now, I didn't want to live out in rural and you know have to drive an hour or change to get into where everything's happening. And we're about 10 miles, eight miles outside of downtown Savannah, 45 minutes to Hilton Head, which has beaches. Savannah has Tybee Island, which mm-hmm. is a, it was, it's a great beach. And like I said, it's, it's a city that is mostly populated. There's always something going on with tourists. And there's that activity that reminded me of New York, where every day there's people visiting. And I just didn't want a sleepy little town with just a movie theater and then nothing else going on. That along with the weather, of course, like we mentioned earlier, I didn't want to, I don't want to see another snowflake the rest of my life. <laughs> and then, um, so the weather's, you know, we, we do get a little chilly at times. We get a freeze, but then the sun comes out the next day. An active city, the weather, and very little traffic.
0: Okay. And did Mary feel the same way?
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. This wasn't just my idea. And plus, we're a lot, we're only two and a half hours from Augusta, which is pretty close to the grandkids. So that makes it real nice.
0: Okay. And now speaking of the weather, I'd like to start there. Is it hot, hot when it gets hot? And how many <laughs> months of the year is that? Because that's
2: important to me. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I was talking with Mary last night about that. And when we lived in Northern Virginia, you got to remember, D.C. was built on a swamp. So when it gets hot in D.C., the humidity, is, it's, it's unbearable. Down here, it's very hot. Also, it's just excuse me, it's longer. Mm-hmm. So you you get a hotter season. It's and it's longer. So it does tend to beat you up. You know, come this time of the year, you do get tired of it. But the minute you know, I'm playing golf all year round, and when it starts really warming up in you know Easter time, you know March and April, I'm calling my friends up north saying I'm in shorts or I'm playing <laughs> golf. But <laughs> so what kind of but. Bite- Hopefully we'll stay in touch and I will be calling you when when there's (laughs) snow in the ground in New York City and I'm outside riding a bike or taking a walk. But to your point, it's hot in D.C. It's hot in New York. At times it's unbearable down here. The season is longer with the heat. Okay,
0: and there are four seasons. Yes. um, What does it feel like two? you know, hot and humid and then cold?
2: it's a slow progress. Like I said, we don't get the snow. We, when you guys get hammered with snow and freezing rain, the whole East coast gets cold. It's amazing. We hear stories in Miami that the fur coats come out, you know, <laughs> in January, February, when, when you're freezing up there, because it'll get to 50, let's say. And I have to tell you down here in, in, in Savannah, when it gets to 50, I've got, you know, sweaters on. It gets to 60 and we're putting on sweaters yeah so your body changes you get used to that warm weather so again we don't get the snow we will get a a fall like we're going to be getting soon it's mild mm-hmm.
0: okay so so that's good to know and the people in miami that pull out their fur coats it's because they miss those coats
2: <laughs> you know you're right
0: you know it, it's it's a fashion issue Not it's not because they're cold <laughs>
2: okay. and so
1: what kind of community did you move in and how far are, are you from uh, the city of savannah
2: So about eight miles to downtown Savannah off of um, Highway 16, you go east. And the community is 1,500 homes. Um, I, I was actually on the, I served on the board for eight years, the HOA board. Wow. And it's got a golf course, tennis courts, and a club with a gym and a pool. And it's all a la carte. So you don't have to join. If you don't want to, if you don't want to get involved in the neighborhood, you can sit in your backyard, read a book. Or you can play tennis, or you can play golf, or um, or join the gym and pool. It's funny how we've met a lot of people from all over the country here—Mid Minnesota, Chicago, wow. Texas. Um, a lot of people from our neck of the woods in New England, New York, and Jersey. And then we've met the local Savanians, which is uh, I've enjoyed a lot because I, I always picked if they grew up here. Uh-huh. I always asked them about the history and what was it like in the mm-hmm. '60s and '70s and how different it is now. So it's, and it's a mixed community of um, young families with kids, people starting to collect Social Security like myself.
0: All right. Good All for right. you. So you collected or on the um, early side?
2: Actually, I didn't start yet. I'll be, I think in January one, I'll start.
0: All right. In terms of the factors that we asked earlier, you had mentioned uh, a couple of things, but you left out finance. So was cost an issue? Are you guys just like floating in green?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's tech. okay. That's great. Yeah. I consider myself lucky. We uh, retired early. Again, I always tell people one wife and no kids, you know, except for the stepdaughter. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't have to pay alimony to three ex-wives or have uh, four <laughs> kids in college. Oh um, so we were discussing this, you know, financially we're doing well. What the what's early? Difference. When did you retire? At fifty. Oh wow. oh wow, nice. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: All that yeah. from your wife's income, huh?
2: Wife's well, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I throw a couple of pennies. She's in only there, kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're a good team that way uh, financially. The big difference between here and up where you guys live, because we talked a little bit about you know the your home prices, mm-hmm. and it, it just stuns me. But, you know, the property taxes you pay. Um, I have a 3,000 square foot home and I pay about $5,000 in property taxes. Wow, that's nice. You know, I mean, I'm on a golf course. As far as gas prices, our gas prices are lower than up your neck of the woods. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, South Carolina and Georgia are much lower when it comes to gas prices. Mm -hmm. Food prices, it's hard, you know. Pre-COVID, my wife does most of the shopping, you know, a can of beans is a can of beans. It's whatever it is you guys pay, we might pay about the same. The big difference financially is housing and what you can get um, down here.
1: So <laughs> even though housing prices have gone up a lot outside of New York and LA, what's the lowest you can get a, a decent house? Would You
2: You know, decent, you know, you're talking yeah, about it's, personal, about it's yeah. a tough one to say, but you know, my house... I go, I could put it this way. My house on a golf course, all brick where I used to live in Northern Virginia would probably be, would probably run you 800 to 900,000. I can only imagine what it would be in New York, 3 that you know it doesn't have a basement but 3,000 square feet, you know, on a golf course, maybe in outside of Manhattan, you you oh, you guys that. do some research, you know could, what, a million, I mean uh, more, over yeah, a million. yeah. Hell. So my point is when people are looking to retire maybe if you're not taking advantage of New York, if you're not going into Broadway shows and watching the Yankees play or, or whoever you move for, you know it's like you could the sell other your team. House. I know you, you could sell your house and just have a better lifestyle moving out of that New York, New Jersey area. You know, again, if you have family, it's one thing, but you know, we move closer to, to the kids. Why shell out all that money right. and you're not taking advantage? What the big apple has to offer and you don't have kids in school anymore. Good point. Yeah.
1: So you can get something. Can you get a nice house for $500,000?
2: Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Real nice. That's nice. Gene.
1: What about 400? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sell you mine for a half a million if you want to <laughs> buy it. Um, you know, all right, three, that gives
0: you indication.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. Three
2: or four <laughs> bedrooms on a golf course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, I'll John, little... you're you're on a golf course and you have all these activities around you. Is it a 55 plus community or no, are you an no. independent? Okay.
2: No, like I said earlier, it, what, the cool thing is we're getting a lot more younger families moving in. Mm-hmm. Um, as Savannah's growing with the the industry around it, um, mm-hmm. jobs. My neighbors next door have two little kids. It's, you know, I, I throw the ball with them. It's great. Oh, wow. A, a young couple across the street from me just had their first child. He's one years old. Um, and they they work at the local college downtown SCAD.
0: Oh, wow. That's and where I want to go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, not not to get a degree, but that's where I want to take classes. You've heard,
2: so you've heard of SCAD then? Yes. Yes. I, I went to Pratt. By so the way, to Savannah
1: savannah college of art and design yeah (laughs) do they have night classes there for anyone or or they don't have that
2: we do have something called the learning center which Mm -hmm. i used to go to where you know pre-covid i did a lot more but it's called the learning center and it's designed for people 55 and up and they have people like yourself like if you were an english professor or a historian arts or language mm-hmm. you would come in and teach a class once a week right and they I remember my first couple of years down here I took a couple of classes and one was on the study of New York so I jumped on that <laughs> you know and I learned some and I learned stuff and I took some other courses um down there and it's 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 very helpful for the um it's supported by the community and a lot of people my age and older it's it's a great social um network for people in downtown Savannah.
0: So along those lines, what kinds of recreational activities, you had mentioned all the festivals earlier, what do you and Mary do, you know, in your spare time? I know you guys are busy because we had a tough time scheduling this show. (laughs) So tell us what retirees could look forward to. I mean, the festivals, that's quite a few in one year. So as it is, I'm sure that's busy. Pre-COVID, like what kinds of things would you, would you do? And is it a first, walkable area? I should first ask, is it a walkable town?
2: Oh, unbelievably. It's, it's, it's so easy to you park your car. You can walk from one end of town to the other. Oh, you wow. can go down to the river. It's so enjoyable. You know, people have a smile on their face. The live oak trees with the moss hanging down. Yeah, those, um,
1: look, those look incredible. Those look beautiful.
2: I don't get tired of that. It's just a look. It's so different from what you and I are used to. I mean, when I go back to New York and visit, I enjoy the big buildings. You know, you're staring at the Empire State Building, Freedom Tower and the Statue of Liberty in the background. Here, it's the, it's the live oaks with the Spanish moss hanging down. It's so yeah. southern. You know, Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's cool.
0: Right. Instead of sneakers hanging on electric wires, huh?
2: which is art in a different way. But um, (laughs) it it is it's very easy to walk. They have tours downtown. But let me jump by. But, you know, Mary and I, she was giving me some some ideas about what you were asking me since she wasn't here. Mm -hmm. What women can look forward to. One thing that Savannah offers is something called the Savannah Newcomers Club. It's a club for for women and new residents and it's a great way to learn about Savannah. It's open up to everybody in Savannah. They have luncheons with speakers. They've met my wife has met the SCAD president. She's took a t- tour of the port authority with the huge ports we have down here. You know they have trips you know, with the, le- the learning center. So that's one thing. So if you're new to the area, which and again, if you move to Boston or New York, maybe they have these, but you're pretty much on your own, I would think. Our particular neighborhood, um, which is uh, called Southbridge, um, has a women's club and they do cards. They do book clubs, cooking clubs, photography clubs, you know, dog lovers clubs. <laughs> so, you know, for someone like me who I'm out playing golf with my buddies and again, I wouldn't just leave her behind. But she's been she was able to join these, you know, which a lot of guys do, <laughs> but, she, but she she's not one to sit. So she you know she joins places and she she'll play cards with the women once a week and, and we have dinner clubs
0: mm-hmm.
2: that was pretty it was pretty good it was very you know, it's opening arms kind of thing
0: okay are there any female golfers? there's a few
2: yeah um
0: you know <laughs> there's like a very southern you know women's yeah. club. <laughs> uh-huh
1: you mentioned these clubs, it, ma- it makes me think of some, there's another annual event you didn't talk about. Do you know about the annual Savannah Tour of Homes and Gardens, which I think Gil would like?
2: I'm pretty sure they have that. I, I think I've been on one. I did go out to one on Tybee Island, which is the beach area that's near yes. Savannah. And that w- it was stunning to see some of these beautiful homes. Like From the outside, they were just old beach homes, but they renovated the inside. Mm. You're talking a million, millions, do- millions of dollars. Wow. Um, the wow. area, that just the Tybee Resort area has just exploded. And people like yourselves are moving down. They're building homes out there by the water. They're knocking down the old houses and building um these big homes. But to answer your question, yes, I'm pretty sure they do have the tour of homes down there.
1: And you mentioned the the ports. I just saw a, a photograph mm-hmm. in the New York Times this week because of a bunch of problems. There are all these containers at the port that are not being picked up. They're not being picked up by trucks. It looks like thousands of them. Have you gone down there to see that at all? No.
2: It's actually, um, yeah, and it's a problem on both coasts. Yes, yes. It's in the local news a lot because we are about the third or fourth largest port in the country. Um, We take in, you know, I, I don't understand how that, you know, how they decipher that, but we were in the top five. And there's about 20 to 30 ships offshore. There's like 70 ships offshore in Los Angeles. And it comes down to logistics. We don't have, it. they're building more and more warehouses. The, from the, the biggest problem I hear on the news, national news, is that there aren't enough truck drivers. Yeah. So if you and I are ready to go back to work and get a CDL license, <laughs> we can make six figures driving <laughs> trucks out of the ports of Savannah. Yeah. And you taking but, a break. Um,
0: you must be tired. You want to go back to work? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Gene's looking forward to retiring. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm still and- working. In a year or two, I'm trying to convince him because he's got a very nice pension. But yep. if he leaves, you know, a year or two or three, actually, is it three? No, three, three,
1: three years. years he'll I get lose. penalized
2: if yeah, I he'll leave get penalized.
1: The, before three years.
2: You do, but that's also three more years of paying higher taxes, hanging out in the snow. And I'm just going to say, what's more important, time or money? You yeah. sound
1: like my wife and son
0: and, and, and he's healthier today than he'll be three years from now, right?
2: right And again, if you want to start traveling and you want to go to Europe and you're walking all through Europe or if just America, yeah you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've mm-hmm. taken tours to um, Mount Rushmore, um, Chicago, you know on on tours. you're younger, you're going to be more fit to do it. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can sell your house for as much money as you can, that yeah, should that, factor into your economic equation that's a big one. In my opinion. Yeah, but so I, I think
1: we're also waiting to see where our son goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Ah,
2: well, he important. he yeah. took
1: he took a job in Rhode Island, but we don't
0: know if he'll if he'll be there for forever. Forever, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, he just graduated college and moved up to Ro- Rhode Island, so um, sure. So we'll we'll see. But I think if we stay along the East Coast, we can get direct flights. Where's the nearest airport to you? And can you get direct flights to, I don't know, uh, outside the U.S.,
2: obviously? That's a great question. Joe, our president of tourism, Joe Marinelli, is working overtime to get major airlines down here. Okay. And um, when I was talking to or texting him, he suggested I, I say this. Um, Savannah is a terrific place to visit. We have nonstop flights from all three New York airports. Oh. <laughs> um, wow you know we i mean when i went back up to you know to new york to, to go watch my you know my teams play it's an hour and a half flight from savannah to i was flying into jfk i think it was mm-hmm. you know you got newark jfk and LaGuardia, right. i guess so and we're getting more and more flights into the midwest and you know obviously our hub is atlanta the airport from Savannah is only like 15 minutes from my house. That was another reason. We wanted to live near a major airport too. Uh, oh,
0: that's one of my criteria. How yeah. how far is it? How many miles?
2: From from my house, it's mm-hmm. it's a 15 minute drive. Wow. wow. Up, it's up 95. Um, I can go back roads to get there, but I have access to getting into, like I said, if I go, if I go to New York, Jersey, it's an hour and a half flight and I can get to any airport up there.
1: And there's really no traffic by you? That stuns me.
2: Remember, you and I know what traffic (laughs) is all about. Down here at 530, when everybody's coming home, yes, there'll be some, but then it disappears. Wow. It's not like it was in Northern Virginia when I lived there and, you know, 24-7 around the Beltway. You know, I spent half my life sitting (laughs) in traffic. (laughs) Half your life. All
1: right. Back to things to do. You seem to be a big sports fan. Have you seen the Savannah Bananas? I'm so curious about them.
2: What I that? have. And I have to tell you, um, you need to Google the Savannah Bananas and their owner. He's a marketing genius. Yes. Him and his wife, I saw a little story on them uh, where they bought the team together. I, can't, I can barely, uh, if it wasn't for Joe, I wouldn't be able to get in. The tickets are really? sold out every night. And it's a audio visual experience. Um, you, get, you get young kids, it's college kids playing ball. It's a lower minor league team. Is this kind of like a Cape Cod? Baseball, baseball. mm -hmm. And people are having a blast. They have
1: crazy rules, Gil. For instance, if someone in the stand catches a fly ball, it's an out.
2: (laughs) I think they're going to start that. Yeah, they want to speed up the game. They haven't done that yet.
1: Oh, I thought I read that they did that. No,
2: I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Not yet. Because they want to, you know, how baseball wants to speed up the game. Yeah, yeah. The younger generation can't sit still, you know, in a <laughs> seat for two hours. Yeah. Yeah, 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 So they're doing things maybe, you know, your foul tip and you're out or you, a fan catches the ball and you're right and you're out. Isn't that um, against
1: the uh, rules? Yeah, these are not the regular rules. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh
0: OK. Right. Yep. They can do
1: whatever but what they, they want.
2: do at the games. They'll let they'll. If you're coming up to bat, they'll give you the microphone and you can announce yourself. Oh my goodness. And now batting, you know,
1: it sounds so, like so much fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And like I said, every night he sold out. He's brought a spirit to um, to Savannah. People are seeing what he's doing, and they're co- you know they're going to start copying what he's done.
1: Yeah, oh, he sold out every night. How, about how big is the stadium? How many fans does it seat?
2: It's a historical stadium. I think it's called Grayson Stadium. I think it holds approximately two thousand plus. Okay.
1: Wow, that sounds like the real spirit of Savannah. It seems like a real fun place to live. Do you get that sense?
2: Um. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> it, it's yeah. You got a lot of people. Young to old, they love coming for the experience. It's yeah, the crowd loves it. They're in that name. At, at first, I thought it yeah. was ridiculous, but <laughs> I, I have to get a hat. I'm going to buy a hat soon, <laughs> a bananas hat.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Should we talk about something serious? Sure. Healthcare. Um, can you tell us about you used to have your own doctors and everything up north? Was it hard to find a good physician? I'm sure not. You know, tell our audience.
2: Um, we're both reasonably healthy, but you know, we get. You know, I have a regular uh, doctor. Um, she's she's terrific. I've had to go see orthopedics, and these guys have great credentials. Um, we have two or three hospitals downtown. St. Joseph. We have Candler, St. Joseph. You might have to Google their names because I'm going blank right now. Sure. On them, sure. But, People that I know that are ten years older than me, and they're late, you know mid to late seventies. I don't hear complaints. Um, I do. I have met a, a bunch of doctors who have moved up here from the north, and what they like about it is they're making the same money from up north with less aggravation. But the healthcare. Seems to be, be pretty good down here. You know, you may not get the world class specialists that you have up in the Boston, New York area. I, I know plastic surgeons. Um, I play. I've played golf with, and the guy is he's written books, very well known around the country. He does lectures. Like I said, I've had a couple of times where I have had some shoulder injuries and some hip injuries where I've seen my doctor. And when I look at their credentials, they've worked for sports teams. To me, it seems adequate.
0: Wow, I'd love to know a plastic surgeon like really well, because <laughs> I could use, you yeah. <laughs> okay. know. All
2: right. Um, do you need a car
0: to get around?
2: Yes. I mean, you've done enough of these podcasts, uh, probably from people in Europe and then in New York, and mm-hmm. let's say a Boston where you can jump on the Metro, jump mm-hmm. on a bus. Mm-hmm. Here you need a car. You, okay. If you want to live downtown, there, there isn't the public transportation built out like, like you guys have in New York.
1: Can you talk about, um, we talked a little in the intro about how uh, Georgia in general is is tax-friendly towards seniors. Can you talk a little about that?
2: All I know is that my wife is a couple of years older than me, and then we got a big tax break because she turned, what, I guess it was 65. She, I let her wow. do the taxes. <laughs> so yes, I mean, that one of the factors to look at, if you do have an annuity or a pension, a lot of states treat those favorably. And I think Georgia is one of those states. Yes. So, a, and, yep. You know, again, along with weather and traffic, mm-hmm. um, and things to do, so lower taxes would be uh, an important feature on my list.
1: I just questioned back the sports for a sec. If you say you want to see the Yankees, where what's the closest ballpark you could go to? Is it Atlanta? Atlanta?
2: Yeah. So, but Atlanta's in the National League, so right. Yeah, Yankees not too many might games. only play right. Every couple right. of years I'd have to go to Tampa, ah. which I did one year, <laughs> um, to see, um, I wanted to see Derek Jeter's final year ah. mm-hmm. and I saw him play up. So we did go to a game at Tampa and that's about a five hour drive to the West coast. Oh, of Florida. Wow. Like I said, when I want to go see the Yankees at Yankee stadium, I mm-hmm. I'd go to Savannah airport an hour and a half later, I'm a flight. I'm, I'm up in, um, New York and I'm taking a taxi ride over to Jersey and uh <laughs> hooking up with my buddy.
1: But how far is Atlanta from from where you are?
2: Four hours. Oh, oh not, okay. Not so
0: okay. Bad. Hey, didn't and we see um I think we saw Derek Jeter
1: also? Yes, in, 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 in Paris. A, in a museum in Paris. We
0: saw Did him at really? the Louvre. No, and wasn't he, Yes, what, it, it was. was it, it was, was and, uh, and
1: of course you weren't allowed to take photographs <laughs> in there at all. And Gil uh. takes out a camera and takes a picture of him.
0: Uh, he was at the time with Minka. He, <laughs> minka kelly or kelly minka? yes
1: nobody knew
2: that they got back together and, <laughs> and
1: Gil takes a picture of them
2: but sports and so in, in general there's there's not disappointing it's there's nothing here really um as far as sports is concerned like jacksonville is two hours away as a new yorkers we enjoyed college football on saturdays i don't know about you guys but i never had any team that we rooted for but down here in the South, it's <laughs> college football, and I have become a Georgia Bulldog fan.
1: Wow! So. And h- how far is University of
2: Georgia? At, that's um above Atlanta. That's in Athens, mm-hmm. and that's I guess it's four hours away.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, we um we're a football. Uh, We're a basketball household, but it's (laughs) Knicks versus Nets. So you can imagine the conversations. (laughs) Those are the days I am out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) No, because our son played um, high school football. Uh, Why do I keep saying that? High school basketball. All we have are Knicks and Nets memorabilia everywhere. (laughs) But but, by the way, we're slowly decluttering, which brings me to the point. You guys are in a 3,000 square foot house, so you have room for everything and anything. Did you guys have a lot to move down? What was that process like?
2: Uh, again, that's an individual thing. Yep. But, you know <clears throat> we sold a bunch of stuff when we when we moved. Mm-hmm. And, and we bought a bunch of new stuff. I mean that's, <laughs> it seems like that's what most people do when I, I, there's a bunch of people moving into the neighborhood and a couple of people have moved out and they've had yard sales, and that seems to be e- it's easier just to get rid of stuff and buy new. And, you know, you, you, have to adjust your, the new set, all the rooms are different, you know, bedroom sets, you know, yeah, kitchen yeah. stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So they didn't have a decluttering issue, Gene. That doesn't mean that you don't get rid of your stuff because we're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to, and we, we just have so much emotional attachment at times to things, but you know, things are just things. So exactly. John, Let's go back earlier. We had talked about festivals. Can you tell me, you know, these are these big festivals and what for music? What kind of music is at them?
2: So this this was a pleasant surprise for me. I was a little nervous because living in Northern Virginia, I live near Wolf Trap, um, which is an outdoor federal government amphitheater. Oh, and I've seen everybody nice. from Aretha Franklin to Tom Jones to Hootie and the Blowfish there. Oh, wow. Um, river dance. You come down here and you're thinking, I. Right, savannah what, what am i going to get and the uh, savannah music festival one of the best festivals in the country it starts in march goes through april and they have everything from blues and rock to african music mm-hmm. to asian drum music brazilian uh, wow. dancing um, what do you call it? the tango
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they get acts from all over the country top-notch bluegrass so and that goes on for weeks Again, wow. pre-COVID, every, every, almost every night of the week, they'd have something. I've seen Rosanna Cash
0: oh, wow. downtown. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Derek Trucks, it's, it's one of the best <clears throat> music festivals um, in the country. Great oh, so app.
0: So people must come from all over. You have to get tickets way in advance, I, I guess, right?
2: Uh, yes. They, they usually start You know, now. What is it? This is November. If pre-COVID, you'd probably start. It would send out the schedule now. -hmm. And then start you would start buying tickets for next for next year.
1: Okay.
2: What about the other ones?
1: Film Festival is famous. I've heard of that before.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: The film festival, I forget the period how long it is. It might be a week or two, but they have first run films that they show in the afternoon morning, in the afternoon, and in the evenings. And for five bucks, you could see films before they actually get out to the public. And then afterwards they do something really cool. They might have the actor. A director or a producer, and they do a question and answer. So you can ask them to, ask them questions. I've seen some great films that um, down there, and they have like a little festival where you you know they if you buy the big ticket, which I haven't done, you you can get you can spend a bunch of money and, and see all the movies that you want, and they have a big banquet, and they usually honor a famous actor or actress, which you can double check and look at the history of the people who've been down here. And I guess you get a chance to meet them and, and have dinner with them and stuff. Again, nice. another big event where people come from all over town, all over the country to, to visit.
1: And the St. Paddy's Day Festival, that's the, the biggest, only second to the New York City one. <laughs> yeah, I What's, read
2: what? all the people what? that got
1: arrested what? and stuff. Oh, is it, is it a crazy event like it is in New York?
2: <laughs> you know, I um, New York, it's freezing. I remember, I think I was at one as a kid and you're just free. It's March
1: yeah, it but down
2: here. You know, there are times when I might have a windbreaker on or, or I might have shorts on. And um, it's a fun parade. Uh, there's a lot of locals who march in it. The military bases come by. And I got to tell you, it's, it's pretty impressive seeing the guys, the Army men from, and women from, uh, from um, Hunter Army Base marching in it. So the St. Patty's Day Parade, um, again, it's a great local event. We've gone every year. We've lived here. You go early in the morning. Everybody's in a good mood. People (laughs) have been really set up shop in the squares. They come at five o'clock in the morning. Put out tents, chairs, and they get their spot. And um, like I said, then we get the 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 military bands coming in from Hunter and Fort Stewart. Armed services are just incredible, Mm -hmm. and it goes um, for hours. And people, it doesn't get crazy out of hand, but there's a lot of. uh, a lot of drinking going on and um, we usually leave by about two o'clock because you get that second wave of uh, <laughs> kids coming in and you just realize you can't hang anymore. But, but it's, it's a great tradition for Savannah. Um, they paint some of the fountains green or they, they dye the, the fountains green. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, there's honorary chair people that have been in the, in the city for years. And um, people again, come from all over to, to come down and visit that. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun day. It's a fun wow. week, I should say. Yeah. Oh, the the um, Scottish bands, the pipers, the yeah. bagpipers, right. Right. You know, just, uh, you know, guys from the, the, the uh, New York guys will come down and, Next thing you know, you're walking down in front of a bar and they'll set up shop and start playing and you just stop and watch. It's pretty cool.
0: Wow. You know, that this reminds me, I read something about how Savannah allows you to take liquor outside of the restaurant and walk around, right? It's called uh, a cocktail go to cup. go. or uh, Yeah, uh, the go, the cup. go
2: cups. <laughs> Again, being um, Northerners where I don't think they allow this maybe in two or three places in the country, like New Orleans or, or mm. Vegas. But you can go into a bar. The three of us were drinking a beer, and if I said, "Hey, my friends are across the street. Let's let's go over there and, and hook up with them." If we haven't finished. We just take a plastic cup from the bar. You pour your bottle of beer into it, and you go. You pay, and you can walk down the street, and you can walk all around the city with a beer in your hand. <laughs> I did it the other day with a mojito. <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, I guess here oh, we have those what, uh, paper what, bags. Right, you don't
1: have to put a paper bag <laughs> in a paper bag. Yeah. Yet.
2: We don't need paper, little brown <laughs> paper bags in, in uh, Savannah. All right, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Um, are,
1: there, are there still people coming to this to the city because of the book, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil?
2: I think that's, um that is a big draw. That uh, people have read that book. Yeah. Huh? You no. Know, what really brought Savannah into the limelight was a couple of things. It was that book. It, it brought people down here, and of course, the the local government knew to start it. To expand and make it pretty, and sort of building up the waterfront, kind of along the Hudson River, like up there. Mm-hmm. And then um, Paula Dean with her Food Network oh. show, oh. she was one of the people that really put Savannah on the map.
0: Oh yeah, so and then she book. got in the news. But, but since, she, since <laughs> Remember she, got in... she
2: got in the news, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a whole different story. But, <laughs> but she was a good ambassador. Yeah, for, you know, for the city, and cool. that um, they owe her a lot, along with the book.
0: Oh wow! Okay. okay. All right. So we've covered a lot here today, John. Can you tell us when you guys were looking at places? Did you consider other areas? I know there's beautiful places in South Carolina as well, but what do you think?
2: So we we did. We only looked at a couple. We kind of just stumbled on this. That was it. We looked further down south. Um, we've heard a lot about Hilton Head and the Bluffton area in South Carolina. I play golf over there. Hilton Head is a great you know, town. It's a, it's a great asset to have for, for mm-hmm. Savannah, um, great beaches. But um, there's a lot of gated communities there, big time gated communities where... So a good friend of mine just bought a house, a second home. He, you know, he's done well in his occupation. Him and his wife have done really well. So he just bought a house for well over 700000 behind gates. It's smaller than my house. And plus, he has to pay... Twenty-one thousand dollars a year, a year to enjoy the amenities. Oh my wow. god!
0: Just right? the amenities on on in the area on so, property. The oh, golf a, course, oh, main, the right? golf
2: course, the pools, the gyms inside this gated community.
0: Okay. Well, if you're paying seven hundred thousand, what's <laughs> another twenty-one a year?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's a number of now. There's also there's also the Del Webb or Sun Cities over on the Bluffton area mm. too. You know, financially, that's more.
1: Those are much more affordable, yes. Exactly. So you love Savannah, but I guess not everybody does. You know anybody who who doesn't quite love it or has anybody moved down and and Change gone back to where they were?
2: Yeah. That's it's funny you asked that question because a friend of mine he, uh, he's from Long Island. He he was he retired and his his wife was maybe about 8 or 10 years younger than him and she was still working in New York City. So she would commute once a month. She would fly up to New York and and they would rent, the company would rent her an apartment. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. He played golf. He had a motorcycle. He had a three-car garage house a couple of blocks from me, Living, living the dream. But his wife absolutely hated it because it was so hot here in the summertime. She just did not like the heat. Even when we got into October, November, she still complained about the heat. She wore him down. He thought a happy wife <laughs> is a happy <laughs> life, yeah. and he um, sold the house here. And they want, they bought a condo up on Riverside Drive in Manhattan. Oh, nice. He was up there for a couple of years. I guess she was going to retire, and it got to the point where they were going to start looking again. And he told a friend of mine that said, "Hey, what you, are you going to move? What are you going to do? Are you going to stay in New York?" And the quote that he told my buddy was, "I'm not spending one more effing." winter in new york city <laughs> so that's it, that's it. <laughs> he, he went he wound up moving to the um asheville area in north carolina for a nice mm-hmm. home there his wife is happy because it gets a little chillier there mm-hmm. but i haven't talked to him in a while but apparently he's doing well
0: nice nice Very good. you know asheville is another big draw a lot of people moving there it's becoming it's becoming the next new york
2: the thing about that i've, I've gone up there i i've we um, I played golf up there and I've talked to some of the locals. It doesn't have the big the museums, the events that maybe Savannah had nothing like New York, mm. but you're away from some some big cities. I think you give up a little bit more to live up in the mountains. But again, to each yeah. his own, getting mm-hmm. out of that rat race is mm-hmm. important for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And well, they're they're building up. Some of the people are choosing to kind of pass that up. Because once it becomes, you know, that that hectic, I guess, um, you're going to have to move further into the mountains. Yeah.
1: <laughs> people say there is traffic there, but I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah.
0: yeah. we'll we'll have to check it out. It's on our list to check out. Well, on that note, John, we've taken up a lot of your time. And we know you're you have your golf gear on (laughs) any any parting words, any words of wisdom for, um, you know, future movers, whether they're retired or not. Um, We have actually some people on the show who retired at 38 and 48, you know, some of the fire movement folks. Um, So we now know that there are a lot of people just wanting to get out, especially during COVID. You know, they're done with the rat race. They want to be in kind of like paradise. What do you think? Any any words of wisdom?
2: Again, as this show is gearing towards people retiring, you know, to start looking around the country. I would say, first of all, you got to you got to find a place that you can do your hobbies at. You know, if you're a cold weather, if you like to ski, well, then maybe you do go into the mountains of North Carolina. If you want to get out of the cold, then you do come down southeast. For us, it was very important to, to live near water, to, to live near a major airport. No snow, you know, good weather all year round where I can do my hobbies and be close to a major highway, which I'm 15 minutes away from 95. And I can visit my, you know, I can go up north. I can go down in Florida and visit my cousins. You know, um, my brother lives in North Carolina. I can get on 95 very easily. The tax situation is important depending on your pension and your savings and and housing and you know, housing and taxes. Um, Those would be the things I would look for if you're deciding where to move. Yeah.
0: Sounds really good. And that I-95 sounds very familiar, you know, so.
2: (laughs) All right. All right. Good. Well, listen,
0: thank you so much. We really appreciate all the information I mean, if you just Google Savannah, Georgia, you will see how gorgeous the area is. Those those trees and yeah, those trees are stunning. Yeah, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of these trees. We were in Florida. We saw a lot of these trees, but it's just it it looks different. It looks Mm -hmm. magical, right? Yeah. Okay, John. Thank you so much. Say hi to Mary.
2: Thank you. Good luck, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode.